Isaiah 60 International Podcast, where we equip you to walk in the fullness of your purpose. We pray this message will challenge and encourage you. Welcome to today's episode. We are in episode 14, and we are going to be talking about the peace of God in our life. You know, with everything that's going on around us in the world today, and the distractions and the sadness and grieving where people are losing lives and so on, one of the things that is being pulled out of those who are believers is the peace of God. The peace of God is a very key foundation to our walk with Christ. We're going to look into that today. We're going to go through some scriptures and we're going to talk about what the peace of God, what it is, what does it continue to do and how does it how does it anchor our soul to hold on tight to the things that we cannot understand? You know, right now we're in the restless age worldwide, you know, and um, and a lot of people are asking questions, even those who are in belief. They're trying to figure out where God is and all that is happening. And it's one of the main reasons why we must understand what the peace of God in our life why is it what why has this thing been gifted to us you know jesus christ he's like the possessor of our hearts and he possesses our hearts so we can know the true peace one that this world cannot offer and so we're going to look at two um two different types of peace that i want to look at but we're only going to focus on the peace of god there's two different types. The first one is peace with God. Okay. And the second one is the peace of God. The peace with God, so that we can understand the difference, comes to give us forgiveness for our sin through the suffering of Jesus Christ. The, key, the peace of God dismisses the hostility the the way we we were so hostile with him before will be dismissed or deceased when we enter into the relationship with Jesus Christ through the suffering that he had on the cross which is salvation when salvation when we accept salvation salvation enters in we have this reconciliation with God that gives us a peace. So let's look at the fact of the difference with the peace of God. The peace of God, it talks more about the inner calm. It talks more about the tranquility that is promised to the believers who will present themselves with an attitude of thankfulness 
because it's based on this unwavering confidence of our salvation. The peace of God is the legacy that Christians walk with when they're in obedience in his will in their life. So many Christians have this peace with God, but have never gone on to experience the peace of God in their life. Okay. They're, when that happens, you, they become torn with anxiety and fear. And they begin to, to this, those things begin to destroy the spiritual stability and the joy in their life that was given to us through the salvation the reconciliation of our father that was given unto us. So many times, or I should say so often, we come into our fellowship time with our brothers and sisters and we find that some are suffering with fear from trauma of, of childhood. Some are suffering with anxiety of unknown some suffer from worry, unbelief, and doubt. You know, these are the signs that reveal that the peace of God has not been their experience in their life. Though they have peace with God, they have this reconciliation moment with God where I know that I am with God and, and that's their revelation and that's the experience. But the peace of God, it's totally separated from that. The peace of God is a gift. It is a gift that from heaven. God gives us this gift and when circumstances and things that are unexplainable happen to us, the gift of the peace, what is it, what peace of God kicks in and it surpasses all our understanding. It goes past our human intellect. It goes past our, anal anal you know, the insight or the analyzing. It goes past that. So the peace of God is a gift that we must seek out from God himself. It's an impartation that happens from union with Christ. And why is it that the Lord is saying or Holy Spirit is speaking in this hour to guard the peace of God in your life because that is our duty as Christians we are to guard the inner peace of Christ in our life and when you don't guard that inner peace it can be easily handed over to the circumstance the situation I can hand it over to my fear I can hand it over to my anxiety I can hand it over to my worry. And once those things are given that ability of God's peace, that, that peace, that gift that God has given you, and you hand that gift over, that's when 
all these other things begin to rule your emotions and begins to rule your mind and the unstable ways of man you know being thrown to and from begin to happen the un the double-mindedness of a man begins to take place because it's not stable in all his ways because a peace of god brings stability you know it's a military term when you start to begin to look these things out and study it for yourself and you start to realize realize that it's a military term when it says to keep watch it is coming from a place where a soldier knows their duty. Colossians talks about the, the soldiers and the civilians and how it's important for us to stay on guard, how it's important for us to stay unmovable, undistracted, and to remain focused on what um, what, what life that God has given us to rule and reign in. What, what, what is he asking of us to have dominion? What is he asking of us to steward? And believe it or not, as simple as this may seem, but yet it's the one thing that isn't that simple to man, is that we hand over the peace of God to humanity. We hand over the peace of God to this world and we then we'll find ourselves in a place where it almost seems as if we don't even know how to sustain a relationship with Christ. I hope that makes sense. Because I really believe that this is this is a time where we're to guard our hearts, but in a way that doesn't remove the peace of God. You know, a lot of times I you know, can find you can find yourselves maybe at work and you have a, a co-worker situation or you have a boss situation or you have a family member situation or, you know, there's always a situation, you know, that will rise up to come and take away the peace that God has gifted us with. And we have to learn how to guard that. You know, I'm learning now, even in this season, that that, that requires a lot of me walking away it requires a lot of me putting my foot down it requires me opening my mouth and saying enough it just requires me to put up my sword which is the word and be diligent in guarding the gift that God has given me which is to have peace let's go to Philippians chapter 4 and we're going to look at verse 7. So Philippians chapter 4 verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. You ever wondered sometimes, I don't know, Maybe you've never been there. Maybe you have friends, you know, brother, your brothers and sisters in Christ who actually are in a place where they can't understand why the mind can't remain in Christ. Why do their mind continue to regress into the old ways, the old way of thinking, the old way of living? And it's because this very moment, this gift of the peace of God, it's what we need to help us transcend into the understanding of the mind of Christ. 
this is how important this gift is. The very reason why God had to release this gift in our life is so that it will continuously keep our mind focused, our conscious afloat, and always, always transitioning to an understanding of a, of a Christ conscience. If we don't guard the peace of God, we will lack in the understanding of what God is doing. We will abandon the post of guarding our hearts from things that will come to bring unbelief and doubt. And it will hinder us from renewing our minds to think like Christ. It just amazed me as I started looking into scripture how the peace of God is so important for us as Christians to carry at all times, not to wait until a catastrophe happens or darkness rises to the to the highest level where we can actually start to say, oh my goodness, I have no peace. This is the time that we are, if maybe if we've lost it or 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 just never steward it to regain that back into your life so that there be a fulfillment of God or, or Christ's mind in our life so that we may gain the image of Jesus for our own lives. And so if we look at Romans chapter 15, verse 33, it says, the God of peace be with you all. And then it says, amen. That means it's finished. The God of peace be with you. All finished. It's important that the God of peace be with us always. In every factor of our walk that it must remain. And it is our job as Christians to be the one to steward that. It's our gift from God and our rightful legacy, our rightful legacy to continue on to carry this gift forward and display it onto the world. You know, the peace of God flows from a full unhindered fellowship with him who is our peace, a full unhindered unhindered fellowship with God this past week as we entered into the month of October um, we decided to start studying the book of Ephesians and we are going into um, chapter 3 this week and last week as I was teaching Ephesians I was brought to Revelations chapter 2 Revelation chapter 2 talks to Ephesians and they said you were great. You did great works. You were excellent in ministry. You know how to be mechanical. You know how to you know how to succeed in all the works. But this one thing I have against you. You've lost your first love. And I'm giving you a chance to come back and get that. And and live your life as you did when you first met me. Wow, you know, I thought I was going to go into Ephesians chapter 2 and start from there, but God had another agenda. God had another message, and the message was, I need you to return back to loving me, 
to, to living out your first commandment, that you shall love me with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. And that is the unhindered fellowship, the unhindered love with God, who is our peace. You know, and some people might say, well, I'm constantly having communion with the Lord and I'm still not at peace. Well, just make sure you're not being mechanical. Make sure that you're not just doing your duties to do it because you know what's right. Make sure that you're looking at your motives to make sure that you haven't put down your first love somewhere. Are you loving him as when you first came? Do you, you have to analyze where is my love for God right now as comparing it to when I first came to him? Is that love equivalent? Is it greater? Is it less? And be real with yourself because God is real. And he knows where we are. All the days of our life, are, our days are numbered to the hairs of our head. Everybody, every inner part of us, he knows. So trying to convince ourselves that we are in this perfect place with the peace, but yet we can't even find peace in ourselves in the midst of, uh, of chaos and, and darkness and circumstances and, and, and grieving, and we can't find the peace of God within ourselves that will surpass all our questions, then we have to check if we've gifted that gift to that situation. Let's go to, uh, let's look at Romans again. We're going to go to Romans chapter 16, verse 20. And it states that, I love this. Um, chapter 16, verse 20 says that the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. The God of peace. You know, believers, as believers, we need to recognize that we participate in this crushing of Satan every day. We participate with Jesus every day with the crushing of Satan under our feet. Because the work uh, was, was finished at the cross, he's been defeated. And you know, we too are the seed of a woman. And every day as a believer, we are crushing it. We are crushing Satan under our feet with Jesus. We have to begin to gain ground again and understand our authority and understand that the identity in Christ has given us that authority and has given us that full reign over, you know, these wicked agendas, these wicked ideas or thoughts, um, you know, the things that bring us back to our wicked ways and our, our empty lifestyle. And, and here we are, you know, being reminded again that believers that we are co-heirs with Christ. We are alongside of Christ. Every day he walks with us. 
every day just uh, you know just as i said that i heard this song that Kanye West released so many years ago and I thought it was like such an amazing song because it was a decoration of Jesus walks with us and that was the only thing that I could remember from that song Jesus walks with us he walks with me is what the lyrics said and it's such a true declaration from from heaven it's a true declaration here on earth matthew says that we bind things on earth and we bind them in heaven what an authority what a key what, what you know he just handed it over and said here i did what you could not do now i give you all authority to do what i did and now you shall do it greater that's in that's in john the binding and the loosing is in Matthew. But then John goes off to say, <laughs> do greater. Don't don't settle for for what I for just what I've done. Do do greater. Make me proud. Make me proud in, in knowing who you are in me. Make me proud. Ephesians chapter one, if you read it out, you can read how many times it says in him. In him, we are here. In him, in him. It keeps talking about who we are in him. It is a true reality. It's not a false statement. It's not a delusion. It's not a storytelling moment. It is the true reality of what God has gifted us with. When Jesus paid the price on the cross, he says, now, now. I have now reinstated the Genesis mandate and given you full dominion again. Now reign, reign here on the earth. So we're going to look at John chapter 14, verse 19. 14 verse 19 says, before long, Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live, you also will live. I mean, just a short statement. It's not a long sentence, it's one verse. It says he was saying it then. Right now, the world won't see me, but you will see me, you who believe you who are in me you will be alive because i am alive because i am at the right hand of the father and so in this in this moment we see that jesus conquered death and in his resurrection when he resurrected he conquered death and when he conquered this satan was rendered powerless against all who believed satan's use of the power of death is only subject to god's will search that out for yourself search that out for yourself because 
just even studying that provoked me to want to dig in because something in me says, I need to connect with this. I need to have a revelation insight, a revelatory insight of this Satan using the power of death, death can only be a subject to God's will. I need a revelatory insight. And so, yes, we're talking about the peace of God, but we're also talking about how the peace of God remains. How do you steward it as well as the peace of God? Um, how, how is it that you let it go? How does it come to, to be taken away? So, you know, in Philippians chapter four, verse nine, it says that whatever you have learned or received or heard uh, uh, from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Telling the, Paul, you know, Paul's telling the church, hey, whatever you've learned and whatever you have received from me or heard from me or even seen in me. Practice that. Practice that. Even though Apostle Paul was the one saying this, I think when I read this, I think about Jesus. I think about Jesus telling me this. I feel like when I read it, I don't see Apostle Paul saying that, look at me, guys, I'm the example, as I'm, you know, the man. But I'm looking at it in the eyes of saying, I want to, I want to, I want to do what Jesus taught me. I want to receive his truth. I want to apply what I've heard him tell me and the things I've already seen. You know, the faith that moves mountains, the faith that saved people, the, the, the faith that saved a, a, a wrench like me, the faith that, you know, heals people. I, I've seen it. Now I too want to practice it so that God's peace will be with me operating through me there's another scripture and we're, we're going through these scriptures because it's if you're a believer then scripture should be your life it's your life manual you know it's what breathes on those dead areas of our life those dry places god waters them you know in those places where are not awake and he awakens and so scripture is important it is the breath of god over our life and so in colossians chapter 3 15 it says let the peace of christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful i said in the beginning that the peace of god was the inner calm it's the tranquility that is promised to us, to the believers who will have a thankful attitude. And here in Colossians is saying that, you know, the peace of Christ, it rules your heart. It should rule your heart because you're part of the body and you'll be a part of that peace. And thankfulness will spring forth when, when it seems weird that you'll be thank so thankful for how can you be so thankful um, for for something bad happening because you know that you have the peace of God and that God will bring something better God God will God will take this death and bring life 
let's look at uh, Romans. Uh, Romans seems to be a really good topic about kind of teaching you how to steward this. So Romans chapter 14, 17, it says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is the sapphire, is a sapphire of, of salvation. It's where God rules in our hearts. It's, it's, it's the atmosphere of our heart, okay? The kingdom of God is the atmosphere of our heart. It's where God should be ruling. It's for those who are saved. It's that place where the kingdom of God releases all things and nothing is nothing is 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 delayed or hindered. Why do I say that? And you're probably thinking, well, there's a lot of things in my life that have been hindered and delayed. But can I tell you, I just said the kingdom of God is the atmosphere over your heart. Your heart being the garden. Your heart is where things grow. If the atmosphere of the kingdom of God is over your heart, a lot of times the delay or the hindrance is not because God delayed it or hindered, it's because your garden has a problem growing. You're not understanding how this works. God will set an atmosphere of salvation upon your life while he's ruling and reigning over your hearts, but he's releasing these kingdom matters over you. And if you're not attentive or, or, or sensitive to that, how the kingdom operates, then you're not going to understand that if your heart is fallow ground, then yes, there will be things that are, are going to hinder to grow. There's going to be things that are going to be delayed in the process. You know, when you go out to garden and the guard and the ground, you touch the ground and it's hard, you know, before I can actually even do anything with that ground, you know, before I even go to break it up, some people want to go and break it up just like that they want to take they want to take the shovel and they want to they want to smash into it you know that's not really the proper process you know think about a, a human think about people who come into the gatherings or into the church and their hearts are hardened you know you're not going to come and just smash the word of god into their hearts you're not that's not just how it works the proper way is to water it soften the heart so that it can properly receive the seeds that are going to be planted so that it can grow. Think about this. You can also look at this analogy too, is when I say, for example, I'm going to take a seed and I plant it in the ground, I watered it, it's soft, it's great soil, I put the seed in the ground, and then I forget to water it. So, yeah, it starts to bring, you know, you see growth come out, right? But you didn't water it. So the ground begins to get hardened again. And so that very life that came forth begins to die. But if you water it again after it died, it will spring back forth life. 
So the keys of the kingdom that is stating here is righteousness, peace, and joy. We should be people of righteousness and peace and joy. Peace and joy are always together. The righteousness is our obedient lifestyle, our holiness that was placed upon us from Jesus Christ. The, the peace is the loving tranquility that is produced by the Spirit that should characterize believers. It should reveal that the believer's character and nature is, is one with God and also one with each other. And then the joy is in the Holy Spirit, and that comes from an abiding attitude. It comes from that thankful place, that attitude of thanks, thank, thankfulness. We just talked about that. It comes from that place of thanksgiving. That no matter what is happening, you are giving God praise because you know and understand the kingdom of God is going to produce life no matter what this world is trying to produce around us. You know, joy flows from your confidence in knowing God's sovereignty. Joy will flow from the confidence of knowing God's sovereignty. Okay? If you don't understand what that is, then maybe it's time to search that out and actually do a study on what is the sovereignty of God and get that revelation in your heart for yourself so that you can flow from that place of confidence and, and, and not have anything hinder the joy. You know, Romans chapter 15 and 13 says that may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I love that. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I, I love being around people who are full of joy even when I'm not because it's a reminder to me to check myself that I too should be springing up a well of joy. So that I have to check my peace with God, make sure that I haven't handed it over to a situation and it, and it has it and I need to go get it back. Um, I love this too. Let's go to Isaiah. In Isaiah, it's chapter uh, 52, verse 17. I'm sorry, chapter... 52 verse 7 and I love this it says how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news who proclaim peace who bring good tidings who proclaim salvation who say to Zion the people of God your God reigns what a beautiful confidence in this scripture of this person a believer in God, God's people that come to this beautiful mountain and they bring the good news, which is the word of God, that Jesus has done it all with such a peace and confidence in it that it brings good tidings to the people that know that we are in salvation and that in salvation is more than what we think, that there is a 
profound blessing that comes for it. And because you are the people of God, God is reigning over it. God is reigning over it. I just love reading that scripture and knowing that that God is on his throne. He's sovereign and he's unmovable and unshakable. He's just unmovable and unshakable. Um, let's see here. There's another scripture I wanted to go into, which was First um, Peter. It's going to be First Peter, and that's going to be chapter 4, verse 14. And it says, if you are insulted because of the name of Christ, then you are blessed for the spirit of glory and God and of God rest on you. Huh? You know, sometimes we get involved or we have family members that aren't saved and, you know, whatever the case may be. And you, you just, you've entered this place with Christ that you just, you yourself become unmovable. I know it's happened to me many times where, um, you know, they'll tell me to come off a of cloud nine to come off the cloud of glory and to be realistic as if God's word failed somewhere. And I know that all that God has done and said, God doesn't fail. You know, that song where he says, you haven't failed me yet. It's one of the hardest songs for me to ever engage in because I don't think that's ever a question. And I can't, I can't stand and, you know, sing a song where it says you haven't filled me yet like if i'm waiting for god to fail me you know god's not going to fail ever in any part of the bible god did not fail and there's no failure found in him and when god promises we have a part in that promise we don't just wait for that promise to fulfill itself we have to work that promise we don't wait for a prophetic word to manifest itself. We have to work that prophetic word. Because if it's God's word over our life, then we have the authority to become a partaker of that promise, a partaker of that prophetic word. And so we have to align ourselves with that. And we just can't sit around like if he's some type of genie in a bottle that's going to grant us these promises. No, we have to be partakers of the kingdom. And right here in the scripture, it says that if you are insulted because of him, that means some, you did something in his name. Somehow you did something in, in Jesus' name that's of, that God, someone worked up and they, and they insulted you for being a believer. Then consider it blessed because that insult is going to release the spirit of glory and God to rest upon you. And that's so true because sometimes you've, you, you might have been hurt by the church. You might have been hurt by a leader. You might have been hurt by, a, 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 you know, one of your own brothers and sisters, great betrayal. But, you know, when that happens and, and you're really in the right standing, God does bless you with healing. And then he pours out the spirit of glory in another measure. 
And he'll rest upon you to give you peace to get through it. And then you would have said, that should have killed me. But it didn't. It made me stronger and I don't know how. But I feel stronger. I feel more confident. And I'm not offended. I'm free. And so we have to keep in mind that the results of peace that this is a factor right here the result of peace is that the spirit of glory and God will rest upon us in an, uh, another verse in Isaiah um, 54 Isaiah 54 uh, verse 10 and so in Isaiah 54, where it says that though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace will be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. I love that. It says, even though the mountains all around you might shake, and you might even see hills crumble. And yeah, with all of this happening, my unfailing love for you will never be shaken. It will never move me. And the covenant of peace will never be removed. That will always be my gift to you. Always. And it says, says the Lord who has compassion on you. Such an amazing, amazing God. I know that it is a time right now, like never before, to have the peace of God in our life, to help us stay in the righteousness and peace and joy, to help us encourage others, to help us get others through. Uh, Proverbs always talks about that a brother was born in a time of in a time of adversity, and it was great revelation to understand that in the midst of problems, in the midst of struggles, in the midst of circumstances, I was born so that I can help another get through their process and their struggles. So what is the formula? I love how many times we're always looking for a formula. And, you know, the Bible talks about enjoying the peace of God. And there are scriptures like Psalm 37, verse 1 to 5. It says, do not fret, which is do not fear. Trust in the Lord and delight yourself in him. Delight yourself in him. Then you have Philippians chapter four, verse six and seven. That says, be anxious for nothing. Be praying in everything. Be thankful for anything and you will have peace. I think that this also has to do with a heart of gratitude. A heart of gratitude that is always grateful for anything and not a selfish one, not one that's not even mindful to, to people, but one that is grateful and, and has a heart that's free, 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 free from cares of the world that are we're actually focusing our mind on what is right what is true what is noble so 
let's say that you have fallen into a place where you've handed over the gift of the peace that God has given you. One of the things you want to come into is always what the Bible says to do first is always repent. Confess if there's any sin where you may have worried or emotional problems that may have arised and you've handed it over. Um, you want to confess your anger. Maybe you're bitter. Maybe you're irritated. Maybe you were wrong. Maybe your your frustration. All those things can block us from the full experience of the peace of God. And you want to start to begin to delight yourself in the Lord. So you, you may experience that peace. You want to you want to do this every day. Every day, make it a habit where you're praying about everything. You know, I remember one time uh, sitting amongst some, some believers and, man, when they don't understand something, they're quick to label it something so that it looks like they're not the ones that are, are out of obedience or they're not you know no they're crazy i'm not crazy what they're doing is just it's beyond it's it's abnormal and the reality is is that the bible says to pray about everything and these people that they were you know judging because that's what they were doing they were judging about how they prayed about everything now i'm saying praying not always about everything, but they prayed about everything. They prayed. They never stopped praying over their food. And they never stopped giving God thanks. They never stopped praying over, you know, everything. God, thank you for the toothpaste that you provided today. They prayed over everything. And I know that now, as you get more mature, you realize that that kept their heart in a place of peace and a spirit of thankfulness that constantly was producing joy in them. So while the others were sitting there criticizing, uh, building up bitterness in their heart, here they were stewarding the peace of God and sustaining their life in the living joy of the Holy Spirit. So through that praying about everything, there was this confidence about trusting God for everything. So you might want to start praying to God gradually about everything and making it a habit, making it your lifestyle to pray about everything. Also, you want to make sure that you are reading and studying your Bible on a daily basis. Why? Because the word of God cleanses your heart and it waters follow ground. And it, it identifies where things that are bitter, bitter waters are standing and need to be, you know, released. It's it's the it's the guarding, you know, it's a word of God comes to help us guard our temple, keep watch over our temple, and to make sure that there is nothing dark and wicked amongst in us. Because a lot of what we struggle with in unity or division in the body of Christ comes from one person not agreeing, sitting in some leaven, having some darkness, 
eating some uh, moldy bread with other believers. Then they come back to where the bread is fresh and they want to partake in that by destroying that fresh daily bread. We have to be guard. We have to be on watch. And then we have to daily commit our life into God's hand in the spirit, as in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. And I'll read that. Um, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. And it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Then you want to pray with God or inquire with God about the peace and victory and joy in your life. You know, it's, it's really an important key to have peace with God and have all your bills and everything crumble right before you. Um, you could just be as crumbled as your bills. Or you can stand in confidence that God will pull you through. And the need for me to have to stress is a demonic tool. Why? Because stress causes, medically, your stress causes your organs to begin to malfunction and not work properly. And then that's how people start to create sicknesses. Because the organs begin to communicate with one another when they're off. And then your physical body will begin to um, manifest the illness from inside out and without knowing, you know, without willing to know, or maybe you know that you're stressing, your stress is causing your internal being, your body to fall ill, to fall short of the glory. That's what it's doing. It's falling short of the glory of God. And so it's important that in this time, in this season, maybe, maybe you have the peace with God. Maybe you're, you've lost the peace of God. Maybe you've gifted your peace of God to someone or something or a circumstances, but it's time to reclaim that. You know, what Jesus did on the cross was more powerful that, than this world could ever do for us. And we should have a joy that's uncontainable. One that can be passed along to others in the room and remind them of the gift that God has given us. So I leave you with this and hopefully it helps someone, anyone, even if it's just one, to get you back to get back your life, to get back your joy, to get back your peace, to get back into salvation and, and take, take ground in what is true. The Bible is what is true. The words of God is what is true. Maybe it's time to rededicate yourself, reconcile your walk with Christ and say, Lord, I, I know I fall. I fell. I know I've fallen, but I'm repenting. And the Bible says that when you repent, Jesus will come and bring times of refreshing. 
that means that this this next season of that time of refreshing will not look like last seasons or maybe like ever before. So I'm going to pray for you. First, um, and then we'll end this podcast. Father, I just thank you, God. I thank you for what you are doing. I thank you, Lord, that you are that you just so sovereign on your throne and you're always on the reign. And uh, Lord, I just thank you that that is one of the things you so desire is to reign upon our life. You want to fulfill these the written book that you have for us. You want to fulfill the assignment over our life. You want to give us back the mandate that you so desire for for us to fulfill for your kingdom, for your will, and for your glory. And so, Father, if there is any way in us that we have fallen short of the glory by gifting the peace of God away, by gifting that joy, by gifting it to circumstances and situations to worry, fear, you know, anxiety, stress, whatever it is, Lord God, we repent. And we ask you to look into our hearts, Lord, and align what is crooked and make straight. And forgive us and help us to have a new, freshing time with you, a new, fresh time in a relationship with you. That you would give us a new times, new things to see, new things to hear, and see things in a new way. Better than when we first came in our first love. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord, that that is exactly what you are doing. And we are here just to be the sons and daughters of the Lord, our God, on this earth. And fulfilling the groaning that's happening even now on earth. God, that we would be the light. And Lord, I just ask that you would have this reestablishment in our life. That you would bless us in your son's name. In Jesus, amen. So thank you for tuning in. We are looking forward to displaying more of these podcasts. I hope it really did help you. Uh, as it helped me, I always love to pour it out and move it forward to someone else that could possibly be in the same situation too. You know, um, we need each other and that's what we are here for. And so we look forward to you tuning in. If you haven't subscribed as of yet, subscribe to our podcast. You'll get notifications when new um, topics come up and we hope to hear more of you. We love to hear from you. Find us on Facebook. You can find us on, you can send us a message if you're on Anchor or even on speaker whatever platform you're using there is a way to get a hold of us even if you just need prayer and so we look forward to hearing from you and we will see you again soon isaiah 60 international podcast where we equip you to walk in the fullness of your purpose we pray this message will challenge and encourage you 